welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Welcome, Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters, listeners and friends to part four, episode four of this week's Talk Show for Talkers. And I'm delighted to welcome back our guest of the week, Mr. Kyle Murta. And I'm going to hand you over now to Paul Omani because Paul has a few questions he wants to put to Kyle. And I know there's a lot that uh, we'd like to know more about his journey in the International Speech Contest. So, Paul, the stage is yours for the moment. Thank you very much. Uh, Kyle, it's a pleasure to have your company. I just wish we were sitting on the banks of the Clyde. <laughs> for, for, for those who don't know Kyle, he's Scottish. But I'd like to know a little bit more about you. It's not so much that I want to know, but on behalf of the listeners, I'd like people in the ne next 10, 12 minutes to get to know you a lot better. So can you tell me, where were you born? Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? And why did you study psychology and human resource management at university? Just a starter question. Yeah, I'll try and reply as quickly as you asked. Uh, Aberdeen, <laughs> went to Glasgow, studied psychology because I didn't know what I was going to do, ended up here. How's that? <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And I, I, I know that you consider the education you had in human resource management to help you to help other people in groups who want to become better communicators. Have I interpreted that biography accurately? Uh, decently enough, yeah. It was certainly useful being at university, not, not even just for the, the studying or, or the learning, but just the, the taking out of what I knew, what I knew, my norm. And my norm at that time was Aberdeen, you know? That's where I grew up, I lived with my parents. But just to step out of that and all of a sudden you have to be responsible for making your own food, for example, something so small, of socializing, of making new friends. Like all of these things help tremendously. And of course, the studying of, of psychology and learning a little bit more about how we manage people in organizations was interesting. It was interesting, but it ultimately... It, it wasn't what I foresaw myself doing. In fact, uh, when I heard that to be a psychologist, you have to do eight years, eight years in total of studying. I thought it was just four, Paul, when I went in. They didn't tell me about the other four. That was, <laughs> that was a bit of a shock there. So I decided not to continue that because academics is really, it's not me, to be honest with you. It's something I've always struggled with. I pushed through but it was never something I wanted to extend more than I had to. When you were at secondary school and later at university, were you a member of the debating society as a matter of interest? No, no, I um, wasn't in the debating society. Didn't do any speaking, actually, until I was, I would say, 20 years old. Um, so when I was at universities, when I did my first bit of speaking, I was very quiet. When I was in school, Paul, honestly, if if you spoke to people who were in my class um, and you told them that oh, I, I do public speaking and so forth, they'd probably say to you, I didn't know Kyle could speak. That, that was the, the sort of vibe I had back then. I was very shy, very insecure for a multitude of reasons. Right. Um, yes, no, I had. Some... We won't go into why, because, you okay. know, on the psychiatrist chair with Anthony Clare, 
is uh, is a better program. So when you get it done, <laughs> you can go on that. I appreciate that, that cut off there. Fair I enough. Do. Fair enough. <laughs> I do want to know, have you ever been to elocution classes? Uh, no, I haven't had the pleasure. <laughs> So how I mean I'm trying to get a get a little bit on you. Did did you talk a lot to your uh, mother and father when you were young, or did you talk to your teddy bear? Which did you talk to most? <laughs> Probably the teddy bear. Probably the teddy bear. I would say, Paul. You know, I had a I had a nice cat, a ginger cat. I called him Dylan, and Dylan was my best friend for a while. What's your cat's name? <laughs> <laughs> my cat's name is Puma. Puma. Wow. Original. <laughs> Have you ever been doing a speech at a Toastmasters club and your cat comes in and starts scratching your leg while you're on stage and you're in the middle of trying to concentrate? Have, have you ever had that happen to you? Uh, no, I should probably say it was a stuffed animal. Dylan was a stuffed animal. He wasn't a real cat. <laughs> but uh, I can imagine that would be problematic in a speech. <laughs> Look, one of the the first time I ever saw you on stage uh, was in Cork in the spring of 2018. Yeah. And unfortunately, you didn't get to buy me a pint after you came off stage. But, you know, <laughs> the day will come. But you, that was where I saw you. And yeah. I thought, wow, this guy is taller than anyone would think. Mm. Yeah, I'm six foot two. And I often wonder that, you know, do people think I'm really small when I'm on camera? That tends to they be do. The, the general. You're five foot six. Absolutely. No question. <laughs> uh, you know, you're going to have to prove to me that you're six foot two. But anyway, look, did you play basketball at school? No, football was my sport. I, I loved football when I was at school. Um, yeah, played that like five days a week, honestly. There's something else I've got to find out about you, because many of the listeners don't realize that you're not just a talker. We all know you're a fluent, talented communicator face to face. But a lot of people, I reckon, don't know that you're able to write. Now, when did you become able to write? It's a really good question. And I'm not sure. I think when I started this business, because I needed to write. You know, I needed to write posts. I needed to write content um, to get people interested. I needed to write my website. So that's when I sort of began. And then when the book came along, the idea for that, I think that's really when I started to, to begin to really like it. Because writing really is good fun. It's a different medium of communication. But I feel in some ways you can be so creative. Like you delve deeper into the creativity of words. I know you had a word of the day in a previous episode and it's stuff like that. You know, when you're writing a book or, or something you truly care about, you start looking at into different words and how that could fit in there and what that could do and what emotion that could evoke. So I think the book was truly what uh, lit the fire with the, the writing, I would say. I better tell the listeners that Kyle's book, which is available in both in text and in audible as a, he has recorded the whole thing, and I've listened to it all twice. It, it, it's a book called The Five Pillars of Effective Public Speaking. Now, Kyle, we won't have time today to go through each of the five pillars, but just to say that the front of the Parthenon has nothing on your book. 
Mm. The other thing I'm intrigued about, though, is that you, when you're um, when you're communicating yourself, you're elevating your brand. You make a point of getting advantage out of the fact that you are about twenty years younger than all the other seventeen hundred and twenty-five people who've published books on how to do public speaking in the month of May. <laughs> so, tell me, where did you get that spark of insight to realize that you must turn what some would regard as a weakness into a strength? Yeah. Um, it's what else can you do? Yeah. Most people who are doing what I do are 20 years older than me, do have a lot more experience, potentially more accolades as well. So you've just got to try and flip that. Whatever you've got, you've got to try and flip it and turn it into a positive. And the reality is me being young makes me distinct. You know, it makes me stand out. So yes, I promote that. I push that. Uh, whenever I can. And I have to be um, impervious to many comments. I'll give you an example. I was at a, a Toastmasters club practicing my contest speech. And you know the feedback I got? And this is not the usual Toastmasters feedback, just in case anyone's scared. Someone said to me, a woman said, you know something? You're too young to give advice. You should stop doing this. So you've, you've got to just roll with these comments and realize it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but you can get past it. And your weakness or your so-called weakness is actually a strength you can use. It's often struck me, Kyle, that you're a better advert for Toastmasters than I am because <laughs> the brand image of Toastmasters, the one that will help it to grow in the future, looks more like you than looks like me because you have longevity on your side. Do you see that as a real advantage that you can contribute to Toastmasters or is it just something you're going to keep for your business? Um, potentially. I mean, there's, there's lots of different ways to look at that. You could say, because I'm young, they probably don't want me to you know, achieve a certain status because I seem too young to be champion per se. So there's lots of ways you can look at it. Haven't thought about it to a great degree, but I would disagree, Paul. When you've got a shirt like that that you're wearing, you are the brand ambassador for Toastmasters. Come on, let's be serious. Have I told you about my Scottish background? You have not. The shirt has <laughs> surely got some effort uh, to, uh, to show my solidarity with Scotland, despite all the ups and downs. But <laughs> tell me, in terms of... The number of people that you know in Toastmasters, would you say you know enough people or are you keen to meet more people? Where are you in terms of your networking now? Well, what I've been doing for the last, really since November last year, is I've been doing world tours while we've been online and practicing and so forth. So I have met a lot of people, but I'm always open to meeting more. You know, I, I think networking there's so much gold there's so much you can gain not just in terms of opportunities but in terms of, of helping others you know of making connections or maybe building friendships so i'm always open to meeting more people paul absolutely i don't think you should cap the number i think you should be careful about who you have in your close circle but making connections why not and you're you are and i'm thrilled that this has happened i don't mind admitting 
You're from District 71. You are our District 71 speech champion. Tell me, are you going, and now you're through to the semifinal, and you got to the semifinal because a group of judges watched your video of how you did in the District 71 final and watched it alongside all the other videos of people who had won their district final in Region 10. That's how I understand it is. So you're now the Region 10 speech, international speech champion, which is you're phenomenal. Right, yeah. mm -hmm. But the what I want to ask you is, are you... Are you going to do any practice before the semifinals? Surely you need to do a bit of more practice. Surely you're not going to just sit back and go fly fishing between now and the, the next round. Uh, is, are you going to go anywhere to practice? Fly fishing does sound good, Paul, but you know the answer to that already. Yes, I'm going to be doing a lot of practices. Um, since actually the district contest, and today's date, which is probably, I don't know, maybe three weeks or, or however it's been, I've been around about 20 different clubs practicing my speech. I'll do another probably 30 before we get to the semi-final. So yes, there'll be a lot of practice, a lot of feedback coming my way. I will be ready. Well, that's enough. I don't want to hear any more other than that you're ready. That's <laughs> the brilliant thing. Kyle Murta, District 71. Speech Champion of the Year 2020, 2021. I hope you win, by the way. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Really appreciate that. Really do. <laughs> well done, Paul. And on that very optimistic and positive note, let's bring this week's series of episodes to a close. Thanks you. Thank you all for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the shows and you'll join us again at the same time on Friday next week when we'll be bringing you a few more. By the way, I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show that this is our first show of season eight. Our eighth year. That's amazing. So join us again for another successful year. We'll see you then. Oh, and uh, before we do go, many thanks to our special guest, Kyle Murta, and thanks to Paul Amani for taking some of the load from my back. My Thank back. you for listening. Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website irishtalkers.com for more information.